the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Rescuers Radio Show. It can be heard at uh, Faith Talk 1360 or faithtalk1360.com every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And then after it airs, it becomes uh, a podcast, and you can find that wherever your favorite Spot is to to listen to podcasts. It's on all of the uh, all of those settings, and also uh, you can go to the rescuersradioshow dot org, and this is a listener supported radio ministry, by the way. But you'll find out all that information and look at all the past shows that have been on at rescuersradioshow dot org. I'm very excited to have um, a giant of a candidate for <laughs> for Rescuers Radio Show. I say that fondly. That's fine. Is Brad Sesmat, CEO of Sports Three Sixty Arizona dot com, or actually it's Sports Three Sixty AZ dot com. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Good to see you, Art. Good I've known you in. a long time. Yeah. And uh, and different different phases of your career and whatever it was I was doing at the time, <laughs> uh, mostly running the broadcast association for a long time. But Brad, I'd like starting off the show uh, for our worldwide audience to yeah. find out who you are. So give us a backstory of how you got to this place in your life. Wow, it's a thick book. Um, <laughs> you know, I was uh, I grew up in North San Diego County um, in a little community called Valley Center. And I was uh, raised by a single mom. Dad took off when I was seven. And there were three boys. I was the youngest of three. I was also the tallest, it felt like. And I grew and, and went towards sports, I think, as an escape for not having a dad around. Mom had us at church. Um, without the church, I would have ended up, I wouldn't have been sitting across me today if I hadn't, you know, committed my life to Christ. And But like anybody, when you have a faith, your walk will go to the sides one way or the other. And that was my college years. Um, but I got very lucky art in the broadcast world. So in high school, I was pretty good basketball. I was good enough to get recruited. I was a Street and Smith All-American third team. Um, Magic Johnson was on the cover of the magazine. Wow. And I had some friends that came up to me and said, you know, you made Street and Smith. I said, no way. So I ran over to the mobile gas station, bought it. There I am on the list. And it uh, it was um, it was a cool moment. And I got injured my senior year. And you want me on this mic? Okay. Um, I got injured my senior year in high school and uh, started figuring, you know, if I can't play it, I would broadcast it and uh, just 
drew towards doing games? Um, was that a small little radio station uh, show announced at the San Diego Wild Animal Park with the elephants and the birds of prey? And yeah, it was, it was great. You know, I'm That's I'm, eight, awesome. I'm 18. I'm wearing shorts. I've got the birds of prey show going on, and they had these pigeons that were flying around playing this nice happy music, and a turkey vulture would just come out of the nowhere and go boom and nail the little pigeon, and the crowd would go, and I'd run out and say, that is what we call. Uh, animals in motion. The circle of life just happened. The bird just kind of had its head cut off. And so I just had a Randy Johnson uh, yeah. run through my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I was, um, I was on the air in a small little AM station in Vista, California, reading news, and I was hosting a show on Saturdays called Your Teeth and You with an orthodontist and people would call in and say, I have gingivitis. And I'm like, I'm 19. Why am I hearing about gingivitis? I don't care. And, and then we had the classic senior forum show after that. And the guy of classic senior forum would sit there and he would answer senior questions and the ladies would call in and he'd say, can I get your number? And I'm like, well, this is kind of funky. I don't know. This is really working. What, what is going on here? And, um, but one day there's a phone call from a guy named Lee Hamilton, Lee Hacksaw Hamilton. Lee was, Lee. Yeah, Lee was here in Phoenix for years at KTAR. So he calls and I'm 19 and I'm Lee Hacksaw Hamilton and I run a big radio show here at 690 AM here in San Diego. We're just starting out and I, I want to talk to you. So I go down there and I mean, with the program director, Jim LaMarca, a really good radio man, and Lee, and um, we were chatting, and they put me in a studio just like the one we're in. Yeah. And they put a little bank of phones in front of me, and they said, we're going to step out. And when these phone lines light up, just answer them. <laughs> so I go in there, and it was an audition. And so, you know, it was Lee saying, what do you think about the Lakers, Magic Johnson, or whatever? And Jim asked me a question. And they came back, and they said, Lee's going to go on vacation. You're going to fill in for him. And um, so hometown kid made good. I was on the air for a week, made a few hundred bucks. Newspaper picked up the story. I'm big, big 19-year-old kid doing sports talk on a 50,000-watt station. Wolfman Jack was the yeah. morning guy. <laughs> yep. uh, 69 extra this gold. the Tijuana-based yes, station, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> And so I go back to school, and um, I'm at Palomar Community College. And I'm the sports director there. I'm working over at the little AM station in Vista. I get a call from Lee about five months later. Hey, can you come back down? I come back down. They sent me down. They said, we want you to work here. We're going to flip our format a little bit. We're going to keep Wolfman. We're going to hire a guy named Rush Limbaugh. He's out of Sacramento. He's really entertaining. He's doing some syndicated stuff. Um, we're going to pay you $37.5. you are going to do San Diego State play-by-play basketball. You're going to host the Chargers pre- and post-game show. You're going to produce Lee's show. You're going to have your own show, and you have to quit school. Oh. And me being an idiot, I said, well, that sounds really great, but I need to think about this. And can you give me 24 hours? They both kind of looked at me like, what, are you kidding? But sure. So I drive back up to Palomar. I go sit in the, the office of my instructor, still my mentor to this day, Russ Jackson, broadcast instructor, and he looks at me. He's like, what are you doing here? You have to take the job. Wow. This is a can business. A piece of paper is not going to get you a job like this. You get the Willy Wonka golden ticket, Brad. You have to take this job. <laughs> so I take this job. I go there to 690. I quit school. And there's Wolfman Jack doing mornings. Hey, Brad, baby, you're the greatest. Just go be Brad, baby. I'm around Wolfman freaking Jack. And it was uh, it was a really magical time, Art. And 
you know, I'd met my wife in high school. She was at a, a, a crosstown rival. She was training dolphins in a top secret capacity for the military. Can't talk about it. And I was doing radio and we're 21. Wow. It's really cool. And then I had wow. opportunity here at KTAR and I went to her and said, you know, the dolphin training industry is a little light in Arizona. <laughs> and so she gave up her dolphin training. But, um, <laughs> no, I mean, all these years later, you know how the business is. Yeah. And for the audience, you know, media is, if there's one thing constant, it's change. change. And so you just go through the peaks and valleys. I was at KTAR for 10 years. They call me in on December 10th, 2000 and 2003. And it's the one year, it's 10 year anniversary. I'm like, this is great. It's really nice. And they sit me down, close the door. I'm like, this is so nice. They're going to pat me on the head and give me a bonus. You've been here too long. You've been too loyal. You make too much money. And that's what they said. Wow. And that was it. Wow. And they let a bunch of us go that day. Yeah. I mean, people like the great Al McCoy, the great Boy, Bill Haywood, the yeah. great uh, Tom Dillon. I mean, all these all these legends and icons, Preston Westmoreland, that I was fortunate to have those guys pour into me as a 20-something. Yeah. You know, you walk in and there's Pat McMahon walking over to you saying, how are you doing? Can you come on the McMahon group with me? Like, what? <laughs> you know, and there's Preston telling crazy stories and... Haywood telling me, just be, I want you to be my morning sports guy. Yeah. And I love what you're all about and how you have fun with the sports thing. Cause it's not brain surgery, it's sports. Yeah. And all along my faith was just, um, it was just kind of dormant. I would say you, you remember Tom Schrader? Yes. Yeah. So Schrader's, um, I started going over to where Tom was preaching, and he had a weekly. He did a weekly lunch at yeah. uh, North Phoenix Baptist. North Phoenix Baptist. Yeah, I used to go to that. And I would go to it. What was great is on Sundays, Tom had one message. On Wednesdays, it was the message unplugged, which I really liked because <laughs> yeah. he would be so open and yeah. be like, oh, how'd you get here today? Oh, so the secretary invited you. You'll be sleeping with her. <laughs> I mean, he would just, you know, yeah. get it on Christmas Eve. Oh, it's good seeing all of you. I haven't seen you since Easter. Don't worry. I won't be long. I won't put you to sleep. It'll be uncomfortable. You don't want to be here. I get it. And I love that. I just love that when it comes to faith, that it's not a box that's right. just like, okay, this is the only way you can be in this box. <laughs> yeah. And a guy like Tom could get up there. And we had some wonderful talks. We had some wonderful one-on-ones because, as you know. And he looked like he was right out of the 70s. Oh, he was. He, I remember one time. And I, hey, look, and if I'm going too long, I'll tell stories. No, no, no. Okay. So, so, so one time I'm at KTAR and it was my show. And during the show, it came out. It was right before Christmas that a couple of police officers, unfortunately, be hit by drunk drivers and killed. And I said on the air, like, do you know how stupid you get when you drink? Do you know how stupid you get when you drink? And the next, and I got a call from the public information officer over in uh, Mesa. I think it was Mesa. And they said, we're trying to get the blood alcohol level lowered. Would you ever consider getting drunk on the air? So I go to my bosses. The next day, I'm like, I want to get drunk on the air. The Diamondbacks had just opened the stadium. I remember this. Yeah, the Diamondbacks just opened the stadium. They brought their bartender down. They're all sitting in this nice studio like we're doing. And the blender's going. You stick the microphone right next to there. <laughs> and, and it was the bartender from there. And I had, start, I had a margarita, 6 o'clock. 6.15, I had another margarita. 6.30, they come in and they put on the breathalyzer. I don't blow anything. Okay? The night went on, and by the end of the night, Jerry Colangelo had called in, Charles Barkley called in. I barely remember it. They put me on a bicycle down in the parking lot, and I had to road through some cones. And I get down there, and there's Mike Watkins from Channel 3, and there's Channel 10, there's Channel 12, and I'm running over all the cones. I didn't know where I was. 
but I blew less than what was legally drunk. Wow. They poured me into a, a, a limousine and sent me on my way. And so I had fun. I mean, radio, the beauty of radio is you and I could sit here. Yeah. And I could tell stories all day long, <laughs> yeah, right? Both good, yeah. And we're just, and yes, and we're just, you know, people are driving around or they're taking their podcast. And my faith took me into some places where I was on some thin branches on some things on the air, but I, I loved it. That on that in, that uh, story that you just told about the alcohol, uh, DPS, I think, is the agency that set that up. Yeah. In most of the radio stations around the country, I was managing. KAAA and KZZ in Kingman at the time. Okay, okay. And my sure. news director, I talked him into to being part of that, and uh, and he didn't last through the whole night. <laughs> he lasted. I'm a few not sure hours. I did either. Yeah, but, he lasted a few hours. But that was that was kind of a fun experiment. To to uh, uh, I can't I can't say that uh, I've ever met somebody on the air. <laughs> well, but here's the thing on Schrader. I didn't finish the story. Yeah, right. So then I go to church on Sunday and I see Schrader. Now, for those of you in the audience that don't know Tom, and some of you probably do here in the Valley, but Tom was like four foot nothing, and I'm six foot a lot. And so Tom sees me, points at me. I still see this vividly. And he walks over to me, and he stands next to me, and he crosses his arms, and doesn't look up at me. He says, heard your show the other night. Really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. Don't do that again. And he walked away. So <laughs> Happened. That's so Schrader, though. No, it was great. When he was here. Oh my gosh! So uh, you we- you weaved your way. By by the way, people that may not know that that station in San Diego actually with their transmitter in Tijuana, yep, was a was a blaster. It was like oh. because they were in Mexico, it was like two hundred and some thousand watts, where you could only be a thousand or a hundred thousand on an FM. This was AM. So you couldn't even be that high on an AM station in no, America. No. And they were cranking it. You could hear them in Texas, I think. We, I would get phone calls from Seattle on the skip, <laughs> yeah. right? I'd yeah. get Denver. I'd get, yeah. Brad, what do you think about the Chargers? <laughs> Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sacramento. I'm in San Diego. But you know what's funny about that is they would make us. There's a guy, Jim Rome, who's made it very big in a yeah. big way. And Jimmy's Jimmy was our overnight guy. Wow. And Jimmy's done great. And I love Jim. And, you know, we're just dumb 20-somethings doing our thing. And Jim and I would be sent by the owner of the station, uh, Art, down to Mexico, where our studio was. And we would end up doing shows from the High Life Palace. Oh, no. On a Friday night. It'd be Friday night at Highlight Palaces. And I remember one time I had to run for it. You know, because they, and they, I'm sure they were writing the station a big check. And for us, it was like, yeah, we'll pay you 300 bucks. Well, I'm 21. Sure, I'll go down there. I'll park my car. I'll run over the border. I'll go over into the Highlight Fronton Palace. I'll put on the general manager and say, so Highlight, what are we talking about here? Yeah. And all it was was just like, it's like today with gambling and sports in America. It's just exploded. And they were trying things out. But we did we just did crazy stuff that radio is so much fun. It is. And like in San Diego, the America's Cup is a big deal. It's huge. It's it's like the waste management out here. Yeah. Okay. And so whenever the America's Cup rolled in, I would go out on a boat. I'd go out and I'd do my thing. And one time I went out on Dennis Connor's boat. Dennis Connor was the great yachtsman. And we're out there, and I'm getting seasick. And I'm on the air, and I puke live on the air. <laughs> one year, we had an F1 racing, Formula One, at the Del Mar racetrack. And the late Art and Senna drove, drove me in his car. And an F1 car, I don't fit in very good at six foot eight. 
So I'm on the air and I'm kind of sideways and he takes off and we're just flying. And then he's like, oh, no, oh, no. And he starts spinning it like we hit oil. And I said, oh, beep on the air. And he's like, I was just messing with you. Like, come on, man, really? And then, but, you know, you were able to do things and have personality and have some fun. Where the industry's just changed today. If somebody doesn't like what I'm saying within like two minutes, then it's going to count against, they're going to click. And so you have to find those spaces. And I think that's what drew me over to what I'm doing now in the last 10 years is the digital side. Yeah, the digital side's just, you can take chances and risks. So, um, uh, you and I talked, I think, when you you left Channel 3. Yep. And you had been there for... Too long. Too long? I was too well to attend by the end. <laughs> I was just too well to attend. It wasn't anything personal with the... Yeah. It wasn't anything personal with most of the people there. We had a we had a news director that would tell me straight up, I've been brought here to cut $3 million in salary. Wow. And then I saw people being treated poorly, and I chose to be too well to attend. And they airtime poorly, too. Yeah. You know, it was... The local sports guy has just evolved. You know, people will say um, they've they've been uh, eliminated. Well, no, they haven't. They're just being run into the ground because sports is 24-7. And with the push of the NFL and everybody supposedly believes that the NFL is the end-all of end-alls, and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, but there's other stories that are more important. And I felt like I was pushing my family to the margins. I wasn't the best husband. I wasn't the best father. I wasn't the best to myself because all I was doing, Art, was chasing the next story. I'd be standing around at a Cardinals practice waiting to hear a coach say, we have a really tough game coming up this Friday. Well, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) You know, and and so – I just looked at the industry and said, this is really dumb. I'm into the art of storytelling. I think people are into the art of storytelling. I think that everybody's got a book in them. As I said off the top, some books are thick. Some books are thin. Um, newspapers, people say newspapers are dying. Newspaper companies are dying. Yeah. There's some really, really talented, good people I know. down at the Arizona Republic that are just have their heads down because they're being based off, well, you didn't get enough clicks on your story yesterday. Well, if you want to just count clicks, open a dating site. You'll get millions of clicks. It doesn't mean it's any good. I think the consumer out there now has so many options. And um, for me, at least, I love doing pro college high school. I love being able to sit with someone and not look at them and say, how many views is this going to get today to measure my worth? And our sponsors, our partners, they all believe in that message. They see the return. And so, yeah, for the last... It's uh, coming up on 11 years now. I've just done Sports 360 AZ. This is the first time I've been in a radio studio like this in a long time. I just So tell me how that started. Sports 360. So, um, it's, a, it's a multifaceted platform. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for the consumer that's out there right now, you can go get an app. And apps roll over all the time. So I just have a website. And it's updated. And it's updated constantly. It started with my oldest son. He was in digital culture at Arizona State in 2009. We met over at a Chompies, and he held up his phone with some of his digital culture buddies and said, this is where you have to go. Nobody's watching that local TV stuff in our age group. And he was right. You know, no offense. If you, if you like watching local TV, great. Knock yourself out. If you like watching the news, knock yourself out. That's yeah. great. But I don't know anybody, anybody under the age of, like, 35 that pays one lick of attention 
that's not their deal. Not happening. And so he said, you know, you got to get off of local TV. It's fine to have it as a supplement. You know, we're on Bally Sports, our TV show every week, um, and they're great partners. Um, they have the Suns, they have the Diamondbacks, they have the Coyotes. So I said, okay, I'll be over on some TV. But really, it's the digital side where I can go do a show. I did a show before coming to see you. It airs every day at ten oh six on the website. I taped a couple really good, fun guests the last couple days. Stick it in there. I have an opening commentary about what's going on in sports today or what's going on in my life. I think opening up to to men, you know, to just say, guys, it's hard being a guy. It is. And and the ladies are out there saying, guys are dumb. Yeah, my wife thinks I'm a dope because I can't do this right or that right. That's just – that's 34 years of marriage. Yeah. So – you know, the Sports 360 side of it, yeah, it's content. You constantly have to have your radar up. You constantly, in terms of a story, what is a story? You know, and then it's, okay, what source is this story coming from? Because there's a lot of bad sources out there in this day and age. What political affiliation is this one coming from? Right. You know, can anybody kick a ball straight down the middle anymore? No. You're wrong because you're taking this side. You're wrong because you're taking this side. You're wrong because you have a mask on. You're wrong because you don't have a mask on. It's just like, guys, it's sports. Hey, just for a minute. Yeah. I need to remind our listeners that may have tuned in a little late to this uh, uh, Rant, Rescue, Rescue Riders radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and my guest is uh, Brad Sessmat. Uh, the owner and operator of Sports360AZ.com. So you, you got into this thing. We're in our last five minutes, by the way. Wow, fast. And, but I, I want to say something about you. Let's, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, you, you're a, you, you've gone to a personal side here, and yeah. you opened that door. Yeah. You, you've been a mentor, a life coach, a public speaker, involved with Salvation Army, uh, you do a lot outside of the program. Mm-hmm. And when I got into radio, that was the design. Mm-hmm. You will be in, in the community. Mm-hmm. You will be part of that. And you'll be a face of the station out in the community. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're doing that. I think that, you know, if you can change a life, it'll change your life. Yeah. Right. You know, we're blessed. We're sitting here with headphones and a microphone and a nice air conditioned studio with a nice view. There's people out there today that aren't sure how they're going to make it work. How are we going to pay the rent? There's people out there right now that are, I don't love him anymore. I don't love her anymore. Or um, I can't say no to that bottle. I can't say no to that pill. There's a lot of stuff. And depression and anxiety, it's everywhere. And, you know, when I have my struggles, everybody has their struggles. Everybody has their struggles. So whether it is your, I try to read Proverbs every morning, Art. The good thing about Proverbs is for a dummy like me, there's 31 chapters in Proverbs. So today, you know, <laughs> I could open it up to the day of the month and say, okay, today it's this day. And I get caught up. And I've been doing that for years. I'm still so dumb. And you have the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah, I have the wisdom of Solomon. <laughs> I have the memory of an ant, I guess, because I have to read it every you know, day that comes up. I know that Proverbs 31 is about the godly woman. Because I'll bring it up to my wife. Hey, Proverbs 31 says this, 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 this. Checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. You might want to look at this one a little bit, and then she'll give me the dirty look. But but I really? think, yeah, in all seriousness, it is the, I think growing up as a, with a single mom and having welfare deliver powdered eggs and milk 
and my mom begging a cashier at an Alpha Beta when I'm like nine to let a Sports Illustrated slide on food stamps. Wow. And the lady saying, I can't do that. And mom saying, you understand, my son loves sports. And that happened. Wow. That happened. And she let it slide. You know, the dad was a deadbeat dad and the child support check was supposed to show up on the 1st and the 15th and it would show up in a little red, white, and blue envelope. And I knew then we're not going to have powdered eggs this month. And it was for 207 bucks and 52 cents. And a lot of months it wasn't there. And when the visitation weekend came and he was supposed to pick me up, he didn't show up. So, you know, you have some scars, but I've never looked in the mirror and say, why God me? You know? And I think that, that that would be the easy way out. It doesn't mean that I haven't had times where it's like, man, I wish I had a dad here to show me how to do this. I have a hard time gapping a spark plug or changing a light bulb. Didn't have a dad around. It's hard. Yeah, it is. And so I, uh, I feel as though, Art, that you know, the, the giving back in the community, to do things in the community, why not? You know, why not share your story a little bit? Yeah. And Big Guy Turkey Drive is probably I'm most proud of that. The Salvation Army with Marlon Plots. Yeah, I started that, and then yeah. the other, you know. I will say the other TV stations jumped on board and they went and got sponsors and they patted themselves on the back and look at how amazing and awesome we are and just like, guys, (laughs) come on, come on. I know your community relations people want you to be awesome and amazing, but it's not about you. Talk about them. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's just like, it's like Jerry Colangelo called me one night and uh, I'll make the story brief. And Jerry called me at the end of a turkey drive one night. It was the day of the Clinton Lewinsky blow up. And and I didn't get on the air much that day. And we were light. Like, we were really light in terms of what came in. Jerry calls me. He's like, I'll give you 2500 bucks. Put it down. I'll get you checked tomorrow. Producer tells me in the air, hey, Charles Barkley's online. Charles says, Jerry's cheap. I'll give you 2501 <laughs> True story. And both of them wrote nice. checks the nice. next day that said, Jerry Colangelo said Charles Barkley. It didn't say foundation or right. <laughs> stuff. Oh, my gosh. Brad, we could go on for uh, hours here. Let's do it. But, <laughs> I'll come back. I'd love to do that. But uh, we're out of time, and uh, God bless you. You are a rescuer, my friend. I try. God bless. Thank you. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.